Oh, man, welcome to the Hard Rock Lunchbox. We're, we're doing a thing. We're doing a thing. Uh, I have noticed, uh, and maybe you have as well, that the sound of my microphone is now seemingly lower again. But I don't, I don't know that that's true. I mean, everything, everything's up. It sounds like Patrick was very loud. And I am not very loud. And who does Patrick think he is that he could be louder than me? So that's uh, that's that's kind of what I'm dealing with today. It's not, it's not a very important problem. Uh, I'm just looking at all the settings, and uh, it's it's always funny to me. Like, there's the microphone. I could take this up, or I could take it all the way. Like, you know, it's really question of how much am I pumping into the system phrasing, but uh, yeah, hey man, if you want to join the uh, chat here, uh, join the conversation at 99WNRR.com, you can tell me whether or not my microphone is too loud or not. (laughs) It's probably okay, so I guess I could just leave it, although I did have this setting. Remember we found that setting that one time? That was fun. I know everybody loves when I do that, because I can go up like... I can do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. I think I'll leave that for a little while. Although that's now that's way louder in the background, but it's not any louder than Patrick. Hang on. Hang on. Let me get the good stuff. Am I louder? Hello, Patrick. Don't interrupt me, Patrick. Hello? It is the Krusty Krab. It is the Krusty Krab. Oh. This is hard. Yeah, okay. So I feel like we're probably good. Thank you for hanging around with my microphone testing. Yes, we're doing phrasing. We're always doing phrasing here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox and on Archer, depending on uh, where you're watching your, your, uh, your phrasing. I'm going to leave that like that. And now... Uh, after being late and wasting three minutes on technical stuff, let's start the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Whew. I don't know. I don't know why people. I don't know why people listen to this show. I just. <laughs> ah, I just turned up my my headphones and everything's better. There we go. Okay, good. All right, great. <laughs> Everybody have a good week, and I'll see you next week on the Hard Rock Punch Box. So. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We've got an hour. <laughs> We've got an hour fifty-five left to go today. So, why don't we get right to it? Whatever the it is, uh, let's figure that out. Um, I have notes. I have notes. I have juice. I have juice. I have notes. Let's get some promo out of the way. By the way, I am still making my way through my interview with Bacon is my podcast. It's a long interview. And I've been listening to it um, on the, it's not the elliptical, it's the AMT machine, uh, but I've been listening to it on that, and there's really some funny stuff, and I totally forgot a lot of the, a lot of the interviews, I, as I mentioned over the past couple of weeks. Like, there, there's some funny stuff in there <laughs> I completely forgot, including the fact that, uh, you know, one of my top five movies of all time is True Romance, and apparently that's Jimmy's top movie of all time, and we're just, he was just like, why, why don't I know that? And I guess, I guess it just doesn't come up. <laughs> so, but uh, if you have not, if you have not watched the Bacon is My Podcast episode interview with me, like honestly, if you're if you're a fan of either me, Mike, or Jimmy, like 
I think you should watch it. I think it's funny and it's interesting. Don't you don't have to watch all of it. Like skip around. There's, the stories seem to be like ten minutes <laughs> segments because I can't tell a story quickly. But I did notice the other day, like it, it, it's like it's still under like forty views. Which I'm not trying to sound arrogant or conceited, but that seemed a little light to me. I thought that was actually going to be a lot higher because people are constantly asking, like you know, what's it, you know. What's it like when you guys just hang out and talk? And, like, I couldn't give you a better answer than this. It's exactly what it's like. So, but maybe it's just boring. And that's cool, too. <laughs> like, but, yeah, it's, uh, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what I expected. I didn't I didn't expect to wake up one day and be like, cool, 1,000 views. All right, cool. Let me just quit this job and start doing that. But, like, that would have been nice. <laughs> but, anyway, um, that's... Uh, obviously, it's still on there, so you can you can check it out whenever you want. But this week, uh, this week they are um, oh uh, they have wait this is the wrong one. <laughs> I was like, this is not. Oh wait, hold on. Ah, I'm so glad I'm taping that for the top twenty. Boy, we're just getting more and more professional around here. <laughs> Um, so this week, uh, I actually wrote them down. So they have a full interview with Nick Aldis, who's, who's a wrestler. Uh, they have seven questions with nominee, but they have also, they also have seven questions with Floor Sh- uh, Shomo, who is Caleb Shlomo's wife um, from Beartooth and stuff like that. But she's got her own uh, podcast called the Top 5 Podcast, which is in no way to be confused with or a sponsor of the Top 20 Podcast, which, of course, is this. Um, but it's a cool interview. You might want to check it out or... Not interview. It's the seven questions. The interview will be out on Monday, so I would definitely check that out. Also, uh, out today is the um, is the the top twenty from two weeks ago. That's this show right here, but like two weeks ago. Uh, so I was two weeks younger and looked way better than I did now. Uh, I don't even know that that's true, but it's uh, talking about all the death by DeSantis stuff and all the school. Uh, withholding school funds and how Mississippi is the state to watch. And I'm here to tell you that right here, right here on the Top 20 and the Hard Rock Lunchbox, that I was wrong. It happens, and I was wrong. Mississippi was not the state to watch. State to watch. Apparently, Alabama was the state to watch. Oh, yeah. Alabama now reporting incidents of people drinking horse dewormer. Uh, in order to get rid of COVID, which, yeah, man, totally what I would have expected. Uh, but Caddy Kay from the BBC said one of the funniest things that I've heard to date, and she's like, basically, she's British, and she's like, I don't understand you Americans. Like, you won't take the COVID vaccine because it's untrusted science, but, like, you'll drink horse dewormer that is absolutely trusted to not be good for you. Like, apparently, that's the stink we're living on the rest of the world. Like, we are so stupid that even if we don't trust new medicine, which is not stupid, we will do something extra stupid in the face of doing something kind of stupid. Because America. Keep in mind, these are not the most highly educated states we're talking about. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when you're 49th and 50th in the country for education, you're probably not going to make the best choices or people. 
I don't make the rules, people. I don't make the rules. But uh, also, I talk about like why I don't want our uh, federal tax dollars going to states we don't even want anymore. And, of course, the, um, the revelation, the correct and factual revelation that bacon is indeed a main ingredient, uh, citing still the argument that it comes first in the sandwich, like bacon cheeseburger, bacon egg and cheese, bacon lettuce and tomato. You don't even need to do the rest. You can just do, let me get a bacon. It's a main dish. I don't care what anybody else says. This is my show. If you don't agree, you can absolutely start your own. Bacon isn't a main hard rock lunchbox all you want. It's not going to make you any more correct. And honestly, you'll probably be a big hit in places like, I don't know, Mississippi and Alabama. All right, yeah. Woo. All right. I'm so tired. I am so heavy. I'm just... (sighs) There are way too many days. Um, Bad news, everybody. Bad news. DJ has brought... Homework, yeah! (laughs) I really try to not do a lot of research for this show. I feel like it's more work than we need, than you nor I need to do. But this just, I just, I can't help myself. I i was going to talk about, like, what's going on in Afghanistan, like, to be, you know, not totally political about it, but, but like, yeah, man, there was a big, giant cluster F going on on the other side of the world, and I don't know whose fault it is, but I know the responsibility is with the current administration, and I feel like I haven't gotten enough, like, I'm sorry for screwing that up, like, I don't know, and it's it's, and it's funny because, um, as some of you probably know, when I get aggravated about stuff, I tend to, um, you know, fight with people on Facebook because honestly, it makes me feel better. And I know that people are like you shouldn't do this; it's bad for you stress wise. I have found in my experience that stress wise, when I get mad about something and I'm surrounded by like minded people, it doesn't do me any good. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? Call, like, Jimmy and be like, you know what? Songwriters around here aren't putting enough effort into their, you know, craft and stuff like that. And he's going to be like, yeah, yeah, man, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's like, that's not really, I mean, camaraderie is important and that we like those things, but it doesn't really like, you know, let me spar like, and I don't mean to pick on stupid people. There's just a lot of them there. So like, honestly, just closing my eyes and swinging, like, you're probably going to hit a stupid person on social media. Like, it just happens. So. I do that, but it's funny, like, I take so much crap for being, like, a Biden supporter. Like, let's be correct here. Like, I am not necessarily a Biden supporter. I have issues that are important to me, and the Democratic ticket, and Biden was on the Democratic ticket, tend to lean a little bit more. Like, for example, I am a huge believer in infrastructure. If you want to know why China is the number one powerhouse coming up in the world right now, it's because they dump billions of dollars into their infrastructure. So you can do things. The reason the Americans kind of took over everything after World War II is because all we did was funnel money into infrastructure. We built dams. I mean, this is all part of the New Deal coming out of the, the Depression. We built dams. We built the interstate system. I mean, you want to talk about stupidity when people are like, well, socialist, communism, blah, less government and stuff like that. Like, all right, dude, let's see you get on I-95 or Route 1 or any of those other interstate roads that the government built. Like, this is what we do. Like, the, the single fact that some dipshit from Korea can shut down our fuel and, and, and 
you know, electrical grid is pathetic. That's something the country should be investing in. High-speed rail. Maybe I want to go to California for lunch. I, I don't. <laughs> but, like, maybe. And honestly, I should be able to. If the Chinese can do that, then we should be able to do that, too. And we can. We just don't prioritize it. So, anyway, like... I just I, so I I get a lot of guff from Trump people because I can't stand Trump. Trump Trump did like a few good things, and every time he did something that I thought was good, I was like, "Yep, this is good. Let's do that." And I think the thing that bothers me the most about him is that of anybody that has come up in the past twenty years, except maybe Obama, he had the best shot at doing something really great, and he didn't. He pandered right to the right and just didn't know what he was doing and honestly is not a very good businessman and ran the country the exact same way just you know running deals like what can you do for me like let me get a free dinner here that's not that's not how politics works and that's not how the presidency in this country works and he was just not suited to do the job and if he had just brought in a half a dozen people that really knew what they were doing i think maybe something good could happen but he brought in like all those dipshits from the right wing like uh you know the breitbart guys and you know, half the people that just got par- like he had to pardon most of the most of his advisors. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, so anyway, so like I'm not a huge Trump supporter, obviously, but I get because of that, I get labeled a huge Biden supporter, which I'm also not. I'm just I'm an issues supporter. So I had posted, which I thought was funny, this not scathing, but like, hey man, enough excuses about Afghanistan. Just shut up and do the work and fix the problem that you just caused. I got one comment, uh, not even one one reaction on it. Like one rea- like I get normally like hundreds of comments whenever I say anything particularly controversial. I get so many comments on stuff. Most of the time, I just get tired of it and just stop answering because it just goes and goes and goes. And then people have like sub fights on it and stuff like that. And that's fine. Like I really just have something to say, and then I'll answer any direct questions about that, and then just pick off the stupid as I go. But like nothing. And I thought that was like really interesting. Like, dude, I just said I didn't like what this guy did, and nobody was like, eh, whatever. That's cool. What's on TV? But anyway, so I didn't want. I was going to talk about that, but then this caught my eye. I don't know if anybody's seen this. I'm going to hold this up for the camera. Can you see that? But I can't see the camera if I do that. There we go. Okay, good. This is uh, an article from BBC News. I always tell you, BBC News, like anything out of the country, is like probably a little bit better for news. But. Um, this has been like kind of like low boiling, low simmering story, I feel like, for years. But now it's just, I just, I cannot help but just laugh at the ridiculousness of this whole thing. And I'm, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to read some of it because it's important. So uh, I don't know how many of you know or should know the uh, band Nirvana and their record Nevermind, which basically changed the face of music. Uh, forever at that time, like it, it introduced the rest of the the rest of the world to grunge, right? You can we can argue all day long which band actually did it, but this record specifically is the one that broke grunge, right? And famously on the cover was a little naked baby swimming in a pool. Incredibly common kind of occurrence, just a picture. I mean, I don't know that I would go with a naked baby on a picture of a record. I, I don't know. I just, I mean. I caught enough crap for just having a girl with blood on her for the Razorblade Diaries, and I had to explain for ten years, like, dude, it's not her blood. Like, she, <laughs> she is the one that caused all the other problems, and it's the dude's blood that's all over her. But like, you know, if you're not there to explain it to everybody when they get the record, like, it's a little bit difficult. But anyway, so it's a famous and iconic 
album cover. And it's no different than like Blind Faith's album cover with the uh, topless sort of teenage girl. I mean, that was banned or pre-teenage girl. That was banned in a lot of countries, but in America it was a thing. And the reason that's a thing is because generally speaking, it is not considered to be child pornography if they're not sexualized. Now, that is a line I personally would never even dabble into. Like, that's why I said, like, I don't think I would ever have a naked baby on the thing. Like, I know I'm going to be in trouble because She Saw Smiles, the last G. Davy record, has a picture of Charlotte on it. Now, that chick will sue my ass because her best friend is already planning on being a lawyer. So I got to start liquidating assets now. Um, but anyway, so the story. So that's 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 the backstory, right? So here's here's what's going on. So this dude, I guess he's 30 now. His name is Spencer Eldon. Spence. Spencer Eldon, the man who was photographed as a baby on the album cover for Nirvana's Nevermind, is suing the band, alleging sexual exploitations. All right, dude. Like, first of all, I will tell you the argument that they give that makes it sexual made me laugh out loud. And I, you know, I, I like to laugh. But this one, this one got me. This one got me good. But anyway, it continues. The cover depicts Eldon as a four-month-old in a swimming pool grasping for a dollar bill that's being dangled in front of him on a fishing line. Right? Pretty straightforward, being an American. Now 30, Eldon says his parents never signed a release, which I find very hard to believe, authorizing the use of his image on the album. He also alleges the nude image constitutes child pornography. Okay. First of all, I cannot imagine that they would have put out a record without the rights to the picture on it. I know I have rights to every picture that I've ever used on, on an album cover. I know that uh, Jimmy for Craving Strange, uh, A Life Exceptional, which in my opinion is one of the greatest album covers of all time. J- Jimmy actually spoke to... I guess we're hitting my microphone stand. There. Sorry. Uh, Jimmy actually spoke to the woman who had taken that picture of her son with the jetpack on. And despite what everybody thinks, it actually isn't Tommy in the jetpack. Although it would not have surprised anybody if that were the case. So he got the rights and permissions to do that. It's just something people know to do. Although, as I'm saying that, I'm realizing that at least half the people I know in the music business can't even upload a YouTube video successfully, so they might not actually know you need rights. But I'm pretty sure people in the Nirvana and Geffen and all those people, they might have known you needed the authorization. So I'm hoping this thing just gets squashed right away because I don't know how you could put somebody's likeness on an album cover without... Uh, their authorization. Now, I own Charlotte. I actually still own her own her for a couple of years, and before you say it's slavery, it's not. It's indentured servitude because she's my kid, and I feed her. So, that's okay, but I may make her sign something, just in case. Anyway, I want to continue. Uh, so, he constitutes child pornography. Alright. So, quote, the images expose Spencer's intimate body part. Intimate. Intimate body part, and lasciviously displayed Spencer's genitals from the time he was an infant to the present day. Now, I don't think they're still displaying his genitals like now, just as they were. And that's okay. Uh, Non-sexualized photos of infants are generally not considered child pornography uh, under U.S. law. Now, here's the thing that made me laugh. Um, However, Eldon's lawyer... Robert Y. Lewis argues that the inclusion of the dollar bill, which was superimposed after the photograph was taken, makes the minor seem 
like a sex worker. Okay. I don't think I know any sex workers personally, but I have watched a few episodes of SVU. Uh, I live outside of New York City. Um, I also have eyes, ears, and a brain. And I'd be willing to bet that any sex worker in the world would trade what they're doing to be naked in the pool just grabbing money off a fish hook. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I find that actually quite insulting to sex workers. Like, I think sex workers... Aside from my belief that I think it's a, a legitimate job and I think it should be treated as such like they do in other, you know, non-God-fearing countries because apparently we're just a Christian nation filled with incredibly bad Christians, honestly, if you want to know the truth. Um, but they they do a job. It is probably not an easy job. I mean, maybe for some of them it is. Like, it's probably easier than laying bricks. <laughs> laying pipe is... Never mind. Sorry. That's another show. But it's, like, that is so goddamn offensive. <laughs> like, like, two people that actually do sex work. Like, dude, it's a picture of a baby in a pool. And they just made the implication that basically since birth, in America, we are chasing the dollar. I don't even know that that's wrong. Like, I don't even know that that's not incredibly obvious. And the fact that this lawyer is making this case, and this kid, by the way, like, let me point out, Eldon has recreated the album cover several times as a teenager and adult, always wearing swimming trunks to mark Nevermind's 10th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries. However, he has sometimes expressed ambivalence about the photo shoot. In, t- in 2016, he told Time Magazine that he, quote, got a little upset about his notoriety as he grew older. Quote, hold on and get ready for this. Quote, I just woke up already being a part of this huge project, he said. Quote, it's pretty difficult. You feel like you're famous for nothing. Oh, boo fucking who? Jesus Christ, what a pussy. What a pussy. I hope... I hope not only does he lose this case, I hope that lawyer gets sanctioned for bringing a bullshit case to the court, and I hope that Nirvana actually just sues him and just sues the shit out of him for just wasting their time and wasting the court's time, and I hope that uh, Nirvana makes another billion dollars in sales just because of that album cover, and everybody can look at his teeny tiny penis. I'm so fine with that. I swear to God, I don't understand this world sometimes, most times, most of, most of the all of the times. I just, I don't understand people's mentality and what they choose to believe about themselves and the world around them. This is not that hard. It is very difficult to live this life every single day for years and weeks and months on end. It is very difficult to do that. What is not difficult is to do it properly. Like, and just understand, like, everybody's just trying to do their thing. Stop scheming off everybody else. Stop making everything a problem for other people. Stop thinking everything's being made a problem for you. Just live your goddamn life, dude. Yeah. You had a picture. You know what? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I was on the front page of the Denver Post. Front page. New Year's Day. You've never in my entire life heard me bitch about how that made me feel like I was like famous for nothing. It wasn't. I was a New Year's baby. It was awesome. And now it's trivia.
Anyway, I'll shut up. Let's play some music. Hmm, this one seems appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, right off the bat. This is perfect.